Blog Talk Radio. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Autism. I'm Taylor Kathy, and boy, we got a great show for you tonight. We have our guest coming on in a little while. Her name is Faith Clark. I'm going to read her bio to you guys. I am an author, intuitive strategist, new venture, midwife, and teamwork specialist. I help passionate entrepreneurs with special needs kids birth businesses they love that fit and finance their business lives. Parenting Like a Ninja, an Autism Mom's Guide to Professional Productivity is an amazing, is an Amazon bestseller, excuse me, and reflects my own journey with the crazy chaos of special needs parenting and the need to harness energy and be productive. I believe an entrepreneurship is a perfect mental and psychological health choice for many special needs parents and offer opportunity to business differently while creating more of what our communities need. Right now, I'm excited to be curating the Autistic Biz Tribe, a space for special needs parents who are creating businesses to connect and remember that we are changing the status quo of how business is done so it aligns with needs of our family. I love working with moms of kids with special needs to help them see their entrepreneurial side, shift and nourish their mindset, and have courage to create what they want. I'm very happy to have her on the show tonight and to discuss her business and to show her support within the autism community. I'm looking forward to hearing all about what Autistic Biz Tribe is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got her on the line right now. Everybody, please welcome Miss Faith Clark. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Taylor. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. It was so interesting listening to you talk about me. I don't I don't get to do that. So I was like, whoa, who's she talking about? Wow. That's what it sounds whoa. like. It's lovely to be online yep. with you. Yep. It's great to be online with you. Well, yeah. I wanted to give a brief introduction about you, and I really am interested to hear all about Autistic Biz Tribe. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? So, I mean, I it's it's interesting, right, because I think a lot of times we, we just introduce ourselves by all our roles, but I am fundamentally uh, a connector. I love finding connections between any two things, between people, between ideas, between, um, I think, what people love and what they can create and how to make those things. And so um, I use that passion for connection and I think sometimes a gift for connection to help people see, especially moms of kids with complex needs like autism, to see how what they do already can be pulled together in a way that can create income for them and can meet some of their family's needs and meet their own personal needs um, and just kind of satisfy their hearts, right? That's That's kind of like part of the big um, need that many moms of kids with autism have, that they've deferred their own personal needs for so long trying to meet mm-hmm. the needs of, of their family. So I like to kind of have that conversation and say you don't have to say no to the stuff you love. You don't have to say no to your passions and, and your gifts and all of that. And we can kind of pull it together in a way that makes sense for your family. And you can still create income and you can just have more joy and more peace and more ease. And it, it it will make a huge difference for your child that that you are working so hard for when you are thriving. So it's kind of like helping moms to get into that place of thriving in their lives so that, you know, that they can be 
I guess healing, you know, can flow in the entire family. Wow. Uh, okay, I saw everything of what you just said. That just, mm, I, I feel my heart beating right now. That's that was that's amazing that you did that. Um, can you tell us when did you know you wanted to create a business to help moms that have children with autism? Can you tell us that? Well, you know, I think it was a slow dawning because, okay, so Jaden's name, my son is Jaden, he's 20 years old, and the word Jaden means um, God has heard. And so I know oh. that when I got his diagnosis and and was kind of struggling to figure out what that meant and all this stuff, I kind of took that personally and said, oh, good, good, God has heard my prayers. And I was like, good, so, so I'll find solutions for him. And, and, you know, after a few years, though, it kind of hit me, like, I wonder – whose prayers God has heard. And, and like, maybe some of what Jaden is here for is to help other people find answers to prayers. And so as I kind of journeyed with him, I felt like it was important for his life to have meaning in terms of helping bring other, give other people solutions. And, and I'm just like his, I'm his broker, I'm his dealer, I'm, his, you know, I'm, I'm the person who gets to <laughs> express that. And so mm-hmm. I, as he teaches me stuff and as I learned things that were helpful to him, I would share it with others. And so I formalized it into a business in 2011. My first business was to um, train caregivers for families of kids with autism. Um, and, and in my past life, I was, you know, an educator and, and trainer and stuff. And right. so it was easy for me to set up the training. And then I would invite other families kind of like to benefit from that. And as I did that, though, I realized I love helping families get training um, for their caregivers, but I really, really enjoy talking with the families and and encouraging them to care for themselves and really, you know, working in that way. So I, And I felt like having a business gave me a new lease on life, helped me step out of some pretty deep depression and anxiety and and helped me to kind of feel more purposeful and more anchored. And so... I started to invite people into that. So many families, well, they found a thing, they found a hack, they found a solution, they found some information, and they share it with others. And I'm like, yeah, that thing that you're sharing, that could be your thing, your your business, your side hustle, mm-hmm. your project, your advocacy thing. It could be a thing if you want it to be. And so in the past two years, that's been my primary message that, you know, my business helped me heal in some of the ways that uh, were important that I needed to heal um, emotionally and so on. And a business done in a way that helps your family could really help you heal as well. So that's the mm-hmm. past two years. Wow. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your son? Jaden is 20 now, and he is, and what others would say is that he is minimally verbal. All all that means is that he doesn't reliably use words to express his thoughts and feelings. Um, Right, so he's he's minimally verbal. But I found out that that doesn't mean he doesn't think, right? And it it sounds trivial and Mm -hmm. sounds silly. Of course we know he thinks, but, but so many of our kids who are not expressing their thoughts through speech, people speak to them and treat them as if they don't have these thoughts. And and, and oh, sometimes when goodness, a kid yes. expresses his, himself in his body in a way that's like a five-year-old, then they speak to them mm-hmm. like they're a five-year-old. So 
with Jaden, we just started to help him to learn to type. And in typing, we found a whole world of thoughts that we had never heard because he, he couldn't speak them. In speeches, you know, he speaks for his food. He'll say uh, sandwich and dinner and rice. Um, but then his thoughts when he was typing was like, don't assume that I am not trying. And I was like, well, I, it's completely different from what he would be able to speak with his words. And so it's been an mm-hmm. interesting journey to understand this duality. And he's he's kind of super fit because I've always done a, a healthy kind of eating, food is your medicine kind of deal with my family. And so he's lean and strong and and that means that he could chase off and I'd have to run run him down out the street because he has his he has impulse control issues and, and that means that he could get a fixation on a thing that he wants to do and then he had to do it and being as strong as he is and as healthy as he is, um, there's no uh it, it would be difficult to physically restrain him and I feel sometimes um um, dehumanizing in many ways uh, to physically oh, yes. restrain him. In which case, so a lot of our life is spent protecting him by setting up his environment so that those things aren't aren't situations. You know, we we don't we don't want to live a life where we are constantly saying no. So we change our environment so that we don't have to constantly say no, and that he's safe, and he's honored, and he's supported. Um, while we try to constantly help him to um, have better control of his body and, and be able to express his thoughts. Mm. So that's my Jaden. Oh, well, bless him, bless him. <laughs> I, I, know a few pe- I know a few people who are nonverbal with autism. So going back to, like, how people think that a person like with what we have does not think it's very it's very dehumanized I hope I'm saying this right dehumanizing mm-hmm, dehumanizing like, yeah mm-hmm. yeah dehumanizing it it's just a different way of thinking right like cuz we have people out here who are who who can't write but yet they can they can sing music off the top of their heads. You yeah. have mm-hmm. someone who can't walk but can use prosthetic legs and can yes. run in a marathon. Yes, yes. And right. you have people who are blind but they can play the piano right. Right. And they have thoughts. But when yeah. someone can't speak, it's automatic. Just oh, we have to treat him like a baby. He doesn't have a mind of its own. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's you, it's bad. It's not, it's not even it's mm-hmm. not like bad, but it's, we have to kind of notice that that's how we think. Because think about it, like our elderly, like so we have elderly people who may not be as. Uh, um, you know, articulate as they used mm-hmm. to be, and then what do we do? We speak to them slowly, and we mm-hmm. speak to them loudly. And I think that there, there's a we have judged. 
I guess almost quality of human life by what we can see. And then we yes. we modify, right? And I think that it's been a challenge to me to kind of notice that in myself and change it, you know, gradually. Because I think it's something that we all do. Yes. And we all do it subconsciously. But mm-hmm. sometimes we, but then we got basically, excuse my French for this, morons. Who just do it just to be jerks. Yeah, just don't think, right? No, don't pay attention. Yeah, just don't, you know, not not yeah, aware. Not and just, mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. But the, the kids like Jaden are here to 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 stop us. Yeah. I think to help us become more aware of some of these, you know, and so. Mhm. Mhm. And with having autism. There are special, there are special qualities that we all come with, and it is amazing how, like you said, just like remember how you were saying, like finding different paths, like within business. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with that's how it is with autism, and using that kind of inspiration to. People with what with what we have, we can we can make a difference. We can make a difference in the world. It's just in a different right. way. That's right. And and all mm-hmm. the paths are needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the paths are needed. What is something that you have had to overcome as a mother with aut- with a with a child of autism? Um, I think, I mean, it's I'm overcome and continuing to overcome it. I think one of the the things that many moms of kids with um, chronic and complex needs deals with is stress and fear and panic. And uh, like the, you know, research says that moms of kids with autism, actually many of them have the symptoms of PTSD, this constant stress response, constant high alert day and night, paying attention, protecting from danger, trying to make a difference, trying to move the penny forward. Um, Many of the moms over time have really difficult symptoms of anxiety and depression and and become emotionally unhealthy and um and mm-hmm. I have to kind of do that you know there's a there's a point when and it will still happen if I'm not caring for myself when the sound of my son's voice would cause my heart to race and cause my muscles to tense up and and um he has difficulty sometimes sleeping at night and you know several nights in a row of not sleeping then that the my kind of anxiety and panic can really become heightened and I have had to learn and I'm learning multiple strategies of settling my body down. People when people meet me they they feel me as a super calm person and I think that that's thanks to Jaden because I've had to learn just tons of tricks and hacks to shut off my body's rush into fight flight and my body's rush into mm-hmm. stress to protect myself from just being ill, you know, and so so that I can kind of hold peace and hold calm. And the good news is that when I learn how to learn and keep learning how to be peaceful, it helps him be peaceful. 
you know, we used to have days when Jaden's bad days or my bad days, and we'd kind of keep each other on a loop. Like, I'm having a bad day, get lets him have a bad day, then his bad day lets me have a bad day, and we kind of just, you know, keep each other on a spin. And now I've been able to deliberately bring myself into a calm place, and sometimes he'll follow me into that calm place. And um, I have a course that I teach called Calm in Chaos because I think that that's kind of a, a key principle to this journey, which is a long-haul journey. It's not, it's not, you know, this is not a sprint. We don't fix kids and then, you know, two years' time when you're done. This is for the life of the person in many ways. And some kids and do become adults who are able to be independent, but, you know, studies say it's only 17% of people with autism who live independently. And so whether it's me or someone else, chances are that Jaden is going to need support for his life. And so, I, if I'm going to be part of that support, and I need to kind of treat this as I need to be like an athlete. You know, I need to be trained in my system. And part of that has Mm -hmm. been to kind of train myself to be able to hold peace in my body. So that's been been part Mm -hmm. of what I'm overcoming. Right. Uh, have you always referred to parenting as like being like a ninja or did that come later? Because I found that I really liked that part. <laughs> so it was, I didn't, but while I was writing my book, so the name of my book is Parenting Like a Ninja and it's the Autism Mom's Guide to Professional Productivity. Um, but as I was writing it, I didn't kind of have that in my head, but I was just talking to a couple of parents and just saying, I'm trying to find a title for this book. And I'm leaning into, I don't know, special forces parenting. I was like, is that men in black? You know, what is it that we do? (laughs) And um, one of the guys, he's a single dad. He was just, he he was using kind of military terms and we were playing around with that. And it was like, it's the, the calm business and the kind of stealth-like thing that we do. with it's like that's ninja. And I was like, okay, and it kind of came together um, when I was uh, when I was coming up with the title. So, but I do think you know, like when it came together, I was like, it's exactly right because because there's a way that you develop the ability to see things way before they're going to happen, and you act on stuff that's not happened yet, and it doesn't happen. It looks like magic, and people are like, how did you know that? And it's like you know, I just know. Uh huh. Um, it's you know, you, you become kind of tuned to how you need to respond to kind of keep things the way they need to be. So, mm, yeah, I'm basically seeing just like like everything that a, a mother that has a child with autism doing is like, oh, you you, you need to be calm, Quack, got it right here. Oh, you need to punch <laughs> got it right here. Oh, you, you like one of your favorite snacks? Woo! Got it right here. What? 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 You need anything else? <laughs> it's like, it's like I have like a tool everywhere. belt on, stuff tied onto my body. And it's like pop it out. It's like whoosh here. This is the deal. And okay, here. You know, it's just like, and it's this everything just kind of centers around me and the next move, whatever the movies I'm making. And so, but yeah. Right. Always having to stay on top of things because. In, it's almost yeah. It's an everyday. It's an everyday journey, and it's a war. And when you go to war, you gotta be prepared. Yeah, I think that's why I like the athlete's kind of idea or the training mm-hmm. idea, right? That if you see it as a, um, an opportunity to become this 
higher level version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then, mm-hmm. then you can kind of be in this uh, ongoing preparation. It doesn't mean that you don't kind of stop and you don't kind of melt down too, and you don't kind of complain like why is this, you know whatever. But but that doesn't become the the everyday experience. The everyday experience is okay. Um, <laughs> Jaden didn't sleep well last night, and that means mm-hmm. that I actually am gonna take more vitamins today, I'm going to drink more water today, I'm going to breathe deeper today, and I actually I'm going to care for myself more. So it's like I'm going to level up my training routine today um, so that I can continue on this journey that's, that I'm called to. Mm-hmm. Oh, When those meltdowns come along, is there a chapter in your book that discusses how to, any coping techniques? Um, no, I don't deal with that specifically in the book. I do talk about coping techniques for the mother in terms of how she can have a better handle on herself. Um, oh, 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 yeah, that's what bit. I meant. Yeah, but I also I have like what, this this month my book is in bookstores, yay! And so I'm doing a, a special kind of if people buy my book, I'm sending out a couple of documents, and I do have a, a guide on handling challenging behaviors because it's a combination of your internal work, and then having some clear strategies to handle, whether it's a meltdown or any other challenge that you might deal with. And, I mean, one of the things that I I always think about first if I'm handling any challenging situation is that I prioritize safety. Um, and that means instead of trying to make it a teaching moment, I don't make, like, sometimes parents are like, no, Johnny, you're not supposed to be whatever it is. And I, I, I don't think a, a challenging situation is a teaching moment. Teaching moments are for other times when it's not challenging. I think in a challenging situation, the first priority is safety. And so I'm, I'm, I may separate and just scan. I'm like, I'm like, here, you know, Susan, could you help me by moving that to the door? Can we, you know, and I do an environmental change to make sure that this doesn't become something that's dangerous. And after that, mm-hmm. then I'm working on my calm and his calm. And if he's in a challenging moment having a meltdown, but he allows me, and Jaden tends to allow me very close to his body, then I, I know that massage helps him. I know that essential oils, smells help him. And so I move in to offer him help to help him feel calmer. So I might give him a head rub. He's yelling. He might be jumping. But I'm kind of giving him some squeezes on his head. When I help his body to be calmer, then I get in there with the conversation. So, Jay, you know, can we not do X or should we try Y or would you like redirection or whatever it is? But I tend not to try to reason first. Um, there's a psychologist or a medical practitioner by the name of Bruce Perry, and he talks about um, helping a child or a person, any person who's dealt with trauma, and, and that's like all of us, uh, first to regulate their body and then build rapport with them, and then you reason. You know, you don't run in with reasoning, like behave and don't have a tantrum. You kind of run in with help the person feel calm and feel regulated, build rapport, kind of help them feel heard and loved, and then step in with your message. Don't throw the glass out the window (laughs) or whatever it is. (laughs) All right. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Autistic Biz Tribe and what's it like? What do you like running about it? I mean, sorry, let me let me re, let me reiterate that. What do you like 
running. How? <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so tongue-tied right now. Let me let me let me rewind that entire question. Tell us about Autistic Biz Tribe and what do you like running about it? What do you like about it? Yeah, so the Autistic Biz Tribe, I first of all, the word autistic, I have to give kudos to this young um autistic yes. man. Um, and he um Tom, Autistic Tom, he he calls himself Autistic Tom and it was, you know, just this combination of fantastic and autistic and I loved it and I reached out to him, I I'm, I'm no new news mom and kinda of said, Would Tom be okay if I use the word autistic in stuff that I'm doing and um, Tom, she asked him, and Tom said, "Autistic should be used as many times as possible." And I was like, "Great!" And so, um, the idea for me with autistic is just acknowledging the phenomenal power that challenge creates to make something that shifts the status quo. And so, um, the autistic this tribe then is a group of special moms, kid, parents of kids with challenges who are creating businesses and possibly including their kids in businesses. And sidebar, because many of our kids, as they get older, can't fit in a traditional workforce, and many parents are concerned about, well, where will my adults with special needs find meaningful work? And so many families are thinking when they start a business, maybe there's a place here for my kid. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of me just coining a phrase to help build community around this movement, this increasing number of people who are starting these kinds of businesses, and to offer support, you know, as we as we recognize each other and say, yeah, hey, you're on the journey too. Um, and for the ones who are just starting off to offer um, support, guidance, coaching, whatever, in how to get started and then specifically how to create something that's not going to strip you emotionally and kind of stress you out more than your life does. Um, Because everybody feels that running a business is stressful and your life as a special needs parent is stressful. That's, you know, the beliefs. And so then you say, oh, double stress. And my belief is no, half the stress. And so um, the Autistic Biz Tribe then is a place for us to talk about some of those things and really change how business is done so that it fits our families and gives us the energy we need. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I would like to shout out Tom for coming up with that word. That was, that I love it. Autastic. A great word. Yes. It's a very great word. Great Tom has a word. YouTube channel. We should check him out. What what's his name? Will you please yeah, give us the name. I'll 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 I will i send it to you, but he's Autastic Tom. So if you search Autastic Tom in YouTube, you'll see some YouTube videos by him. And Tom is also um he communicates primarily through typing and then he reads what he's typed. So his speech isn't spontaneous. It's it's more that he'll type his words and then read that back. So his videos tend to be him reading his thoughts about a particular thing, and then he does a lot of cool, like, you know, use the green screen maybe and then put stuff in the background, or he makes props. It's pretty cool. You, you just check it out. Ooh, definitely. 
Whew, man, I'm gonna be. Um, I think I'm gonna start using that word autastic. Everything is sure. autastic. Nice. <laughs> yes, indeed. Wow. And if I when I look him up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him. Or I'm gonna leave a comment. It's like, do you make T-shirts with that? Because I would love to own a T-shirt with that, this with that word. So everybody. Ooh, that's a cool it. idea. Ooh, uh, my other two mm-hmm. kids um, illustrate. My other two kids will illustrate books and their own work and other people's work. And so I might grab my 14-year-old see if he can give me a quick image. I don't know if I can because his 14-year-old boys are. <laughs> not as compliance, but he he might be able to grab that <laughs> image and then maybe maybe I'll make a t-shirt. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe some necklaces, like gold necklaces, and it just says autastic, just mm-hmm. in the cursive words. It'd be cute mm-hmm. for the girls and the guys. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I like how you think. We pop. Mm-hmm. See, we popping, we popping, uh, in our own little world, like with aut- autism moms and kids. Like we, they should be coming to us with the uh, they they should come to us for us for our ideas. Cause we that's right. Mm-hmm. We think about all kinds of stuff. Like we could be, we could be changing the world right now with how we think. And wow. <laughs> oh absolutely, my absolutely, my people. My people, oh, I love my, I love my people. I love y'all. Mm, you are autistic, autistic. Mm, 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 mm. I have to tell my mom that word when I see her. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Like I learned a new word. My t-shirt idea, I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, keep that idea. Keep that idea and do do something with it because that that word needs to be. That word is be put in a dictionary. It needs to be around the world. Yeah, trust me, they're going to know about us. They're going to know about us. And that, nobody's going to say awesome anymore. They're going to say autistic. Autistic. Remember that word from autistic time. Okay, next question. Ooh, hold on. Ooh, I got to catch my breath. Mm. What does Autism Awareness Month mean to you? You know, that's a that's a tough question. I, I remember when you, you sent me the questions before. I'm like, glad she's not asking me that now so I can think about it a little. Because at the beginning, mm. my son is 20 years old. At the beginning, it was like, yes, other people need to know about our story. But honestly, for many families of kids with autism, Autism Awareness Month, April, can be overwhelming because it's a barrage of it can feel like a barrage of information that's not relevant to your story because every kid with autism is just a kid with autism, and and there's so many similarities, and yet there's such a massive range of differences. And so sometimes, in some years, Autism Awareness Month has just been overwhelming, and I've detached from it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel, as a mom of a kid with autism, that I want to talk about autism the other month because April is when other people feel like they should speak about it. And so I have had a kind of love-hate relationship with it because cause it feels like mm. I have to get elementary. Okay, this is what autism is. This is what it looks like. And, like, when you're dealing with something every day for 18 years, it's, it's you know, sometimes the patience to 
to make it accessible to the person who's just becoming aware. It can feel much for the person who deals with it every day and every night. Having said that, though, right. um, it's still an opportunity to give voice to people like my son. And so I, while I, I don't necessarily kind of say, hey, this is what autism is, that's not what I do in Autism Awareness Month, I may be more focused on highlighting people with autism and their journeys and their stories and families with autism and their stories, whether that's in social media or, or in other places. And I may take more of an opportunity to to get out of my comfort zone and share a little bit more and, you know, to to suppress my own impatience and, you know, my impatience that might say, get a grip, come on, autism is one in, you know, 40. You know somebody with autism. Don't act like you don't know uh, to suppress mm-hmm. that and kind of step in with grace and with patience and and you know just give uh, to be an advocate you know so it's interesting and I just wanted to kind of voice the struggle that people have and sometimes people say we're already we're aware already like somebody needs to put some action in this and people have argued should it be autism awareness should it be acceptance should it be advocacy should it be action and and different families have you know kind of like different positions and how they want to show up. So for me, I decided my book is is going to be in bookstores this month by Providence, and I said, okay, let me not be um, kind of just be a mommy and a mommy who may feel overwhelmed, but just be a person who takes the opportunity now that the world is listening in this one month to say this is a story of people with autism and their families and how should we, um, how could we, um, be more communal and supportive. And so I've done more writing this month and I've done more um, conversations like these this month and um, talked a lot about the stress load and the emotional toll on the caregivers so that everybody can kind of know that we look pretty and we have our clothes on and maybe we, we, maybe we had a shower and we put on some lipstick, but there is a toll and part of the support can be just showing up to help babysit or just show up to help do some groceries or just show up to to offer somebody a nap because the community showing up, that's kind of been my my message, community right. showing up and make a difference. And so. so instead of just talking about autism for just once a month, it should just be an everyday conversation and continual support, not for when, just for one month is what you're saying. Yeah. I I think, you know, it's, you know, you can't, if it's not something that touches you, I can understand that people can't be aware every single day of every single, um, you know, the year. But, but if you know somebody with autism don't just take Autism Awareness Month as the time that you reach out um, because that's one of the fastest right. ways for people to just not take you seriously, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the journey is a daily journey. And um, so I try, I don't, you know, when I blog candidly about some of the stuff we deal with, it's not for people to kind of say, oh, my goodness, Faith, it's so hard for you with Jaden, but to say that mom that you know with a kid with autism probably is dealing with this. She's just not talking about it. Go help. 
go talk, go support, call her. She probably feels like she has no friends because her life is so different from her peer group. Now that her friends' kids are developing normally, this is one of the, like the biggest heartbreaks. That right. You, you oh my goodness. You and your yes. girlfriend had a kid at the same time. And her her kid is developing normally, and yours is not. And then the way you guys talk changes, and then then you're not sure. It it, it kind of can be rocky for you know for friendships. And how do you be supportive of her? How does she be supportive of you? Like so, you meet you know a woman who has a kid with autism. Go be her tribe, be her person, and um, because it's it's not just about April. Um, in fact, it should hardly be about April, but we understand that there's uh-huh. people who uh-huh. who don't know, and so April is good for them. But yeah, that's kind of what's been what I've been thinking about. Mm. Oh my! Yeah, that right there is some. That's some real tea that we always that needs to be discussed more. Not I. I just don't I don't celebrate this month just to celebrate it. I I celebrate it every day because I'm living this life and so is everybody else. It should You see how we're be, we just get pushed to the wayside when it comes to children and parents with autism and like oh, we'll just give We'll just give them one little month, one little month yeah. to just have their moment in the spotlight when this is an everyday thing. This is this this doesn't come around once a month like Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's every day. It's a lifetime, and it deserves to be acknowledged. And it's not a trend. Right. right. Not a trend. <laughs> so... Anybody listening to this with who has children with autism in, or is a parent of a child with autism, don't just celebrate this month just for your child. Celebrate it for yourself because you're not alone in here. You're not. And if you want, you want someone to talk to, go to Autastic Biz Tribe. They can help you. And I've been more than happy to chat. Like I like I keep space on in my calendar as much as things get hectic. I mean I have three kids and our lives are is full. Mm-hmm. I homeschooled for quite a while, so it was hectic. But but I, I do leave space to have these conversations with mom mom just yesterday a woman I didn't know but I never met her found me on Facebook sent me a message, and we ended up in a long conversation. It's back and forth through Messenger, and at the end of it, I felt so touched. It's like, thank you for spending the time with me. And I think there's so many of us that we just crave connection. And mm-hmm. so I'm happy to just, you know, I, you, you have my information in the show notes, and I, I'd be happy to set up time just to kind of share a few minutes with somebody and, you know, just to verify this idea that we're not alone. And we are a tribe, mm-hmm. and we do support each other, and we do help each other to kind of do this journey together. Mhm. Oh my goodness! Well, our time is drawing to a close, but I have one more question. Let me say, Miss Faith, it 
you are truly amazing, and I I have enjoyed talking with you. Like, you are doing an amazing thing here. Like, keep it up, and congratulations on your book, and bless your son. Oh, mm. And thank you, and thank you for inviting, opening the doors for these conversations, right, because more and more and more of them are needed. And so I, I really appreciate you just getting a variety of people and just saying, let's talk, because, you know, more mm-hmm. platforms are needed. No problem. We talk about all things on this platform, and autism, that's the biggest one, and I have to say, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to hear more from the tribe. I'm not just going to say the next person. I'm going to say I'm gonna, I can't wait to hear from the next person of the tribe because there's so many of you guys out here. I can't wait to get to know each and every one of you. Anyway, thank you for coming on, Faith, and tune in for next week's episode. And as you already know, um, oh, Spring is here, and we need to get our party on. <laughs> I'm I'm happy the warm weather is here. I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get my my dress shopping on and all of that, and just having a good time. Don't be staying in the house, guys. Go out, enjoy this beautiful weather because you never know when Mother Nature is gonna drop that rain. You never know. (laughs) All right, y'all. This has been the Chronicles of Autism with Faith Clark. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to go in the sun, like the next, like I was standing in the sun today, just standing like a crazy person, and I'll be standing it (laughs) because I hate the cold. So. Right. Thank you. Good night. Good night, y'all. Mwah.